You're listening to Barbells, Boot Camps, and Banter, the official podcast of athletic-based training. We'll chat all things health, fitness, and probably some shenanigans along the way. I'm your host, Crystal Blank, owner of ABT and part-time Olympic weightlifter. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Barbells, Boot Camps, and Banter, the official podcast of athletic-based training. As usual, I'm going to start it off by saying, wherever you're listening, subscribe to us, like it, comment it, share it, do all that good stuff, because now we're actually sponsored, uh, Teddy. We are sponsored. We are sponsored. Got a a buck in sponsorships at this point, Ted. Yeah, we're almost uh, to the point where we can buy two nips and cheers and... Drink to it. Right? Soon enough. Soon <laughs> enough. So hit us up on all those things, guys. Drive some uh, listeners there and uh, get us going. Pretty excited, though, today about our guest. This is a guest that I've known pretty much since he was, I think, like 12 years old. When I first started ABT, he was probably one of the first athletes that I worked with. One of the most hardworking athletes that, that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I'm going to give a little bit of his background and accolades, especially the accolades, because I know he won't do it himself. Nick went to Hollison High School, was a multi-sport athlete there, uh, mainly football. Tri-Valley MVP, senior year, Division Four Super Bowl title, uh, led Division Four in scoring, passing for over 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, rushed for over 1,400 yards and 28 touchdowns, named to the Massachusetts Super 26 team. Offensive MVP of the Shriners game, and he was selected to the National Fo- uh, Football Foundation of Griddle Chapter Scholar Athlete. He was also a basketball captain, stud, stud high school athlete. Then he went on to Bentley. He was all academic, New England 10, first team New England 10, twice? Twice, Twice, yeah. named captain, um, and just numerous weekly honors, gold helmet awards, all that good stuff could probably keep going on and on, but that was just my first Google search that I found all that stuff. <laughs> page one. <laughs> that was page one. There's not that much. Uh, oh, but, yeah, not so, that much as he's talked for two minutes. Literally. Um, so my pleasure to announce Nick Athey. How are you doing? Honored to be here. Welcome to the Triple Bs, brother. So obviously we just went through a long <laughs> list of accolades. Um, <clears throat> You know, growing up, growing up in Hollis and football was kind of, kind of inbred with you guys, huh? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've, I have three brothers, one older, two younger, and we've all gone through the program. I still have a young, my youngest brother, Zach, is still, he's a sophomore now, rising junior. Um, but yeah, it's, in Hollis and football is huge, and it's always been big in our family. My dad has been coaching there for about 10 years, I think, actually over 10 years now. Wow, he started, I think, in 2007. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been a big part of my family. And yeah, so I was, I was going to get into your dad. How how was that having one of your high school football coaches, you know, be your dad? How was yeah, that? Um, yeah, it's good. Um, I definitely it helps out a lot on the like a scheme aspect and learning um, because I could work directly with him. Um, before my senior year, I was big. Uh, I was his safety and his defensive captain so being able to work with him week to week on game planning and just understanding more in depth than what we went over in practice and what other kids got was huge but yeah it's definitely interesting because you have that like dad relationship but you also have that like coach relationship he's he was our strength uh 
coordinator as well, so he was our strength coach. And um, from my history with athletic-based training and stuff, like I had a pretty good understanding of it too, so we also worked together on that stuff. But yeah, I was definitely blessed and fortunate to have my dad be a part of um, my four years in high school because, I mean, for him to be able to watch us firsthand like that, I know he really appreciated it. So, Did you ever find yourself going uh, dad-son moments, like mid-game, mid-field? Uh, yeah, there, stuff? there'd be times, like, because it's, it's that awkward thing. It's like, yeah. like dad, shut up. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm your coach, but he's my dad, so it's yeah. like... Yeah, there's, there was definitely times where, like, the little attitude on the sides and that a normal player couldn't give to him, but me being his son, I could be like, like, Dad, like, no, we're not doing this. Like, stuff <laughs> like that. Like, I can give my input from, like, the player's perspective. Like, the bridge. Yeah, exactly. And I could almost, like, bridge the gap between, like, the players and the coach as far as stuff goes. But, yeah, yeah it'd be here and there. But So, to throw that out there, uh, you and your brothers, who's the best at like maintaining that relationship and who's the worst? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, really know what Zach's like because I didn't, I wasn't fortunate to play with him. He's playing now. Um, I think we were all pretty good about it, honestly. Um, I pretty much learned from Max because it was like, and we were all fortunate enough to play as, as young kids in the program as sophomores. So we were kind of like, we had like upperclassmen that were our leaders. So, I don't so know, just, I to, think... just to not to cut you off, but just to, for people who don't know, so older brother Max played at Holliston, then went to Tufts. He went to Tufts, yep. Yourself went to Bentley. Younger brother Sam, Sam, who is now at, currently at Stonehill. Stonehill, yeah. And then your younger brother Zach, Zach is rising junior in football. So, but yeah, I think we're all pretty good about it, and we have such a good relationship with my dad that it's it's pretty easy going and. I was my senior year. I dealt a lot more with Coach Kylie than my dad. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're all we were all pretty good about it. How does mom fit in the mix? Yeah, we get most of our athletic ability from her. That's pretty <laughs> much where she comes in. There was an article my brother, I think it was against Ashland his senior year, and they were interviewing him, and they were asking him where he got his speed from, and he said that he's like, I think my mom ran uh, junior high track. <laughs> And so this, that's been an ongoing joke. But, yeah, mom's just like the – she's been the supporter of football. And, I mean, during the fall, football is our entire life. Yeah. From We all played through Pop Warner. So it was Friday – even when Max was in college, it was Friday nights was high school, Saturdays was college, and then Sundays was Pop Warner. Yeah. And so it's just always been a huge part. But she's kind of just the everything mom. She's running the pasta dinners, running the tailgates. Um, she's been doing that forever. And – all our teammates on all of our teams know who she is and love her. So she's awesome. She's, yeah, she's really. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting right next to me, but she's. Yeah, she's, she's the best. Top-notch. She's the best. She's top notch. She gets so it. Shout she out to it. Cynthia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you had obviously had a phenomenal high school career. Um, then high school was over, and I think you probably knew pretty pretty early in your high school career that football was going to be the the college sport. Yeah, I did. Um, I was looking at potentially going to West Point for a little while, and so that kind of trumped football a little bit. Um, but I just, from just the love of the game and the brotherhood, I knew that I could use football to, one, get a better education, and I knew that um, 
it would be a better fit for me as far as just community goes in college. And Max also ahead of me played college football and his positive experience he had also kind of pushed me to look into it. And coaches started reaching out to me my junior year and so it kind of just sparked it a little bit. Yep. And I kind of knew at the end of my junior year that senior year would lead me into college, so. So even though you had football kind of mapped out, you still continued to play other sports, correct? I did, yeah. I played, my other big sport was basketball. My junior year, I started on varsity, um, but then it was a struggle. My senior year, I got hurt in football, right. and I was the captain of the high school basketball team, but I ended up not being able to play in one game or practice once because of my ankle injury that I got in football, so that was really hard. I, I'm more of a basketball player now than I'm retired. But <laughs> How'd you injure your ankle? I was actually blocking. It was the game before the Super Bowl my senior year, and I just extended out, and a guy rolled up on my ankle, and it was like my, it's called my anterior tib fib mm -hmm. on the outside of my ankle. It was about like three quarters of the way torn. I almost needed surgery. It was like, it was pretty bad. I needed, um, it was like a six-month recovery as ankle sprains go. So did you miss the Super Bowl? Um, I ended up playing. It was the game before. I ended up playing in the Super Bowl on it. Taped it up really tight. Like the fourth play of the game, I pulled the ball. I was running, and the kid ankle tackled me and just twisted it. And I just kind of limped around the field the rest of the game and then got in a boot after the game. And then it was just six months of recovery but so in that case then it was more valuable to have you on the field limping than not have you out there at yeah i mean fortunately the team we played wasn't very good but uh <laughs> yeah it was but yeah i think it was just the he had a day yeah zach had zach elkinson had a day and like five touchdowns um on a play that coach kylie drew up that morning um but yeah it was just i think just like as the leader on the team just running the offense but it was I think I was on the field more for like my own sake just because I was there and like I yeah. wanted to be in that game yep um it's a big game especially senior year yeah last and high school football game actually uh, absolutely and yeah I mean I wasn't very productive at all I didn't really do anything <laughs> yeah, but, but I didn't game. really like you said it. like you yeah. basically just needed to it was off. over like yeah exactly I didn't really need to do anything yeah. so did your dad get into dad mode and try to pull you when he saw um, you were? No, um, we were pretty good about it because he's always been my number one supporter, and so we were we were pretty good on it. And if you just said you understanding, yeah, he knew that I would tell him like straight up yeah. what the deal was, and sure, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so high school, you know, you guys win a state cha state championship your senior year, and like you said, you're getting recruited by different schools. Mm -hmm. What made you settle on Bentley? Um, yeah, so it was my... Because of Waltham, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, didn't I, didn't want to be, I didn't want to be biased or anything, but I mean, I guess. Um, so Coach Fanning actually came in. I was training in the gym, and he walked in the door, and he was like, is Coach Kylie here? He didn't even know what I looked like. He just knew my name, and, and he went over and saw Coach Kylie, and then he called me over, and I ended up... That was the first time I met him. I think that was the spring going into my senior year of high school. So that's where I first got introduced to Bentley. I hadn't even heard of them before. Um, and that kind of just started my relationship with them. And then uh, Coach, coach Fanning um, was my, the number one recruiting coach for me. And then I ended up meeting the rest of the staff. And I just felt like it was a really good fit for me as far as 
what I was looking for. Coach Cav was relatively new to the program there, and it was a program that I feel like I could really help turn around and rebuild. So it just seemed like a, the right fit. And I knew I wanted to study business, and Bentley's a pretty good business school. So, One of the tops. Yeah, so um, those things meshed together, which kind of what drove me to my decision there. One of the best things about playing football, I always tell people, you're there like before everybody else. Yeah. Start getting like accustomed to yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. college life. Like granted, you're in camp and it's different, but you're just like, you get in a groove. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but like the differences though, like from Bentley football, from Hall, what like what Holliston was like? What were the biggest differences? I think, yeah, the biggest thing with college football is it becomes almost like a full-time job. It's like, like in high school, it's still, you still grind, you still work hard. Like that, those, the, the intangibles don't really change, but the, the fun of like the underlying commitment of college football is just a different animal. The six hours a day that you're allotted to getting a meal before practice, going to practice, meetings, film, um, was like the biggest change for me. I mean, you watch in college, you watch film on every single practice. Right. In high school, you're not filming practice. Like, right. um, so like, I would just say the, the commitment and um, is like the biggest difference in my opinion is just the hours that go into college football versus high school football is like the biggest thing. So how do you manage school and all that? Um, I don't know. Um, the man, the managing school and football has kind of always been, it was always pretty easy to me, but the, what I tell kids is like, you just got to find what works for you. I'm not the best role model when it comes to like how I go about my schoolwork. It works for me. I still get good grades, but like, I'm a big, like the night before a test, I'll just, I'll start studying at like the night before I'll stay up all night. I'll go take the test and then I'll do fine. Or I'll write a paper the night before. Um, but yeah, you just got to be really good with planning when to do things when they need to get done time management time management yeah and you got to find what works for you like i'm more like my older brother max on that aspect where we kind of just like we'll procrastinate we're big procrastinators <laughs> sam is a little bit more like he needs to like he knows himself and he knows he needs to like put in the time a little bit more but yeah i would just you just got to find the time management skills that work for you and to just get your work done so yeah, it's interesting because I know myself, I always did better academically during football season. Yeah, and the, the routine and the schedule definitely helps because, like, you're so used to having so much of your time devoted to football that it's like you are forced to get your work done in certain windows. Yeah. And then the spring would come around and you only have, like, two or three hours a day on meetings and just lifts. And it's like, holy crap, what do I do with all this free time? And that's like... Not schoolwork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you're just more after like, oh, it's getting, the weather's getting nice, let's go outside. Like, you're not going to, you don't, you're not really forced to do schoolwork, like, as you were in the fall. So a lot of kids are like that. The fall yeah. is, like, a lot more structured and routine. So, like, they're very good with their time. And then the spring comes around or free time is just, like, kind of a free-for-all. And you just, you don't really realize that, like, I actually have to plan this block of time to do my work. I'm not forced to, but I need to. So, Did you seek guidance counselor or school admin help on setting your schedule? Like what classes to put on what days and how to, how to kind of flow that time? Um, or is it all just your, yourself? So as far as like class scheduling? Yeah. Or, yeah. So well, mixing it in with your football schedule as well. Yeah. So we've got six hours of football. You've got at least three hours of classes every day, minimum. Yeah, minimum. absolutely. So we would get like... 
and I say like six hours, but like we would only have like a four hour block of like actual like pre-practice meetings, film, and then you just a lot like an hour before, hour after for like food and getting to the down to Dana Center, mm -hmm. which was our athletic facility. But so we would get like um, a sheet with like the blocks that we could fill in our classes. And then it was on us to like actually like schedule our classes and pick our classes. Mm -hmm. um, and then we would have help from the athletic department. Like if we couldn't get into certain required classes, we can kind of like fill out a sheet and she would help us. Cindy Scott was like our representative and she would help us get into um, certain classes. But it was on us to like actually like schedule the classes, but we would get a like a sheet or um, whatever it was on when we can take those classes. And then as far as like guidance on who to take, that was all like teammates, like this teacher and not that teacher. Cause yeah. you just, it's all about finding the right professors. It's like, mm -hmm. cause yeah, so. I mean, as important as school is, the, the football is a money-making program for the school. So there has to be an understanding on both sides of, hey, these kids are playing sport, but they're also trying to further their education. Mm -hmm. We can't just, uh, be cruel to them and penalize them for having to go to football. You know, yeah. there has to be a balance between these. Absolutely. And some yeah. teachers probably don't recognize that. And they're yeah. just like, you're not in class, you're an F. Yeah, some, pe some teachers are very, very understanding. I've had teachers that like have followed us and like have like known who I am. And then I've had teachers that are just like, kind of like, they just don't really get it. They don't really understand the commitment that football takes. Mm. And all athletes in college, football is just, sure. I think, a different animal sometimes. And sometimes people don't understand that. Um, but yeah, like certain weeks we're traveling on a road trip for an away game. We have to miss class. You get an email from the athletic department. The teachers sometimes like will butt heads with you a little bit. But I never really had that problem. I was, I always maintained a good relationship with my teachers. So, mm. but yeah, absolutely. What was the hardest class to balance sport and schoolwork with? Probably. So Bentley has these like general business courses you take as they're called GB one. Uh, I think it's one twelve and two twelve, and it's the class that all freshman football players. It's the class like if a freshman football player fails a class, it's that class, and it's like the general business course, and it's like Bentley's like unique in that their freshman year they kind of like throw at you like all the finance, the basic finance and accounting things. Mm. Um, so for a lot of kids, it's a very hard class and it's like the, the first like real college class you take. So that's the, the one class that like, as a freshman fall, I was kind of like, holy, like I gotta grind this class. Um, so that was definitely it. It's the general business course there. So as you know, we have, you know, tons of aspiring college athletes, all that type of stuff. Um, a lot of times I'll t I have conversation with them about how different college is and mm -hmm. college sports are and just the whole experience of playing college football and going to college. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they look at me like, cause I have 20 years removed now from yeah. it, that they like kind of, I don't know what I'm talking about. You just finished up. Mm -hmm. If you could give them one piece of advice, somebody who's going into play college like right now or has dreams of doing it, what would be the? Yeah, um, so I would say, the first thing I would say is like know what you're getting into as I was kind of talking about before like college football is no joke and it's whether it's division one two or three it's a full-time commitment it's something that uh, if you're dedicating yourself to I say if you want to be successful you have to be all in a lot of times kids kind of and I've even had teammates that like they don't really look at it they look at it more as like a club sport rather than like a college sport and 
um, I feel like at times that can kind of be problematic for like the team. Yeah, I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't want to be on a professional team or a like high level team and have someone belittling it. Yeah, essentially. exactly. So it's like you have to put in the work, the hours to grind in the off season, and because when the season comes around, like the team's relying on you to be as best as you can be. And then I would also say that you just need to know like why you're doing things. And um, I was at an awards banquet um, a couple weeks ago and I gave a speech about this. And I said, I was giving advice to all these high school athletes. And I said, one of the main things I would want you guys to take home is to know your why. Like, why do you do what you do? And to have a why, your why is like, um, well, basically your motivation, like what drives you to right. work out, what drives you to be successful. Because college football and balancing college football or any college sport in athletics, I mean, uh, academics is not easy. And so you, when times get rough, you're gonna need something that's like, okay, this is why I'm here, this is why I do this, this is what motivates me so I can put my head down and grind through these hard times. So having a why is definitely something that I, always stress to kids when they ask for my advice um, just having an, a set motivation to what drives you is like one big thing yeah no that's part of that. it's really good advice yeah and that, that could be internal or external motivation yeah and it's is motivation act, absolutely um, and it's something that doesn't need to be public it's something that you just need to believe in your heart and that yourself you can turn to that um, yep. and yeah I said it's gonna be external, internal, whatever it may be, but you just need to believe it. I like that say, saying too, know your why. It's a good one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I know like you're, you know, what you're saying about having teammates that you know, aren't you know, quote unquote bought in, mm -hmm. and just knowing you as a person, I know how probably frustrating that was for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you know, I had similar situations in, in college where there was kids that, you know, just weren't all in like I was. Yeah. And I remember a couple of situations where we had a freshman, it was a pretty talented freshman, um, but he wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. And a couple of kids were like, you gotta go talk to him. He's, he's literally packing his bags right now. And I was like, fuck him. Like, I don't yeah, like, exactly. let him pack. Like, yeah. peace out, bro. Like, I don't, I don't care how talented he is. If he's not committed, yeah. like we're committed, 100%. then peace, bro. Like, and don't let the door hit you. I've had teammates that are like twice the athlete, like, basic athletic skills are twice the athlete I am that I play way more than them and make more plays because just on pure work ethic alone you can make up for weaknesses and it's so frustrating when you have kids that are so talented or kids that just don't get it and it's hard as you said and I'm just, you experience it too but yeah it's it's very frustrating so don't be that guy that's what <laughs> I'll say don't be that don't guy, be that yeah. guy. Like, it takes more than, it's not like high school where you can just out-athlete someone on the field. Right. At college, everyone's an athlete, everyone's fast, everyone's strong, so you need to put in that extra work to gain that edge. 100%. Having that mindset, did you, who are the athletes, who are the, just public figures, whatever, who are your role models growing up? Chris LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. There you go. Um, I don't know, honestly, like above, like I'm, I've never really been a big, like celebrity type role model guy. Um, I mean, I appreciate greatness 
and like the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordans, like the, I appreciate those guys and like the work they put in, but I'm more of like, I look at like on the same level as I am, like my older brother, my dad, yeah. um, my teammates that are successful. And those are more of what I look for. And, and that I just feels more relevant to me. Yeah. It's more tangible. It's exactly. It's yeah. Um, you know, there's always a bit of separation when you look at celebrity sports figures of like, yeah, they're doing crazy work, but you only see glimpses of it. You don't right. know exactly what they're exactly, doing. Exactly, yeah. And just having like the contagious drive of people around you is something that I always look for and something I strive to do. I strive to be contagious in everything I do and to yeah. one of the things I live by is to positively influence the people around me in any way I can. Yep. So. It's just like that contagious work ethic is something that I always look for, and you can see it on a kid when they have it. Yeah. And so that's why I look more role models on a on a basic level than more like the celebrity. I more celebrities and role models on a high scale is more just appreciation and and just kind of like a guideline on how to act, but not as much like yeah bow down to. Right. Well, it's also too. It's like almost you see that that's the you know in. It's one in a million, but you see the end. The end. Exactly, the, and it's like the end game. You don't yeah. see there come up. Ex and, yeah, absolutely. You know, like you, you appreciate seeing everybody on a day to day basis. Yeah. You know, whether it's your dad seeing how much hours he puts into defensive game plays. Yeah. You know, the senior when you were a exactly a sophomore yeah. seeing how important it was to that kid. Mm -hmm. um, just like it's also important. I think one of the things you touched on is that you recognize that's something you want to emulate. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing those traits and then going, "Yep." That's what I yeah, want to do as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to see it. It's another thing to also acknowledge it and be like, that's what I got to do to yeah. get where I want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's funny you say that. I remember I went to a, I was at a basketball camp when I was, I want to say like seventh, eighth grade. And there was a guy speaking and he like, you know, who's threw it out. Like, who's your favorite basketball player? Who's your favorite, you know, who's mm -hmm. your role model? And, you know, everyone was like at the time, you know, it was Michael Jordan. It was Charles Barkley. It was yeah. know, all those guys. And he was like, you guys need to put those guys aside. Who's the best player on your high school team? Mm -hmm. Emulate him. Who's the guy that just exactly, finished playing? Yeah. He's going to play in college. Like, mm -hmm. be like those guys. Those are the guys that you could see. You can ask questions about how they worked, things that they did yeah. to get to that level. You can talk to them. Exactly. You know, yeah. You can have yeah. conversations with them. It's yeah. It's hard to have like, in my opinion, it's hard to have a role model that you can't. Not a role model, but someone who challenges you that you can't interact with and. Yeah that you can speak to and have a conversation with. Cause I always, I tell people all the time, I'm like, who, like the people around you should challenge you to be better. So like evaluate who you're surrounding yourself with. Cause those are, that's what's gonna influence you. So that's why I've always looked at role models on a more- uh, First name basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then like the, yeah. the high level. Yeah, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is important. Yeah. Making sure that your friend crew, your family crew, you know, toxic relationships are toxic relationships, mm -hmm. whether they're related to you or not, you know, putting the, the right people around you to set yourself up for success is a mm -hmm. huge part of being successful. Absolutely. We talk a lot about like being energy changers mm -hmm. and energy can like go both ways. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you, and you said it, you know, you know a kid right away and you know an energy changer one way or the other when they walk in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have, you know, you someone feel who's, you, yeah, feel, you feel a Just difference a when a person vibe. walks in the room and then vice versa. Yeah. When a negative person walks in the yeah. room, like you feel oh, yeah. it. It's like a rain cloud literally came into yeah. the building. Um, you know, and I think like that's basically what we're saying is like, you know, when you surround yourself with 
around a bunch of people that have that high energy quality and yeah. like the energy just builds you know Absolutely. you've been in like weight rooms yeah. and in like you know in the facility even when there's like a bunch of everybody's getting after it mm -hmm. and that you know just pushes you to be better absolutely yeah you know? um so so you just finished up though right i am yeah classes so are done I, everything's good senior Fit, done senior year graduated I or graduated yeah oh congrats brother thank you well thank you may 18th i walked got my oh, yeah. diploma and just walked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah who was crazy. your commencement speaker any special guests um it was a guy from state street um, financial so he, the yeah. company boss he was okay. good he was a good speaker but yeah no one you guys well it's now. a business school it's not a football school you yeah know, exactly so. um but he was pretty good pretty uh balanced politically which was good mm. it wasn't like extreme one, right? yeah, one, yeah. 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 <laughs> which is like always a big topic with commencement speakers but yeah he was very good and um he talked about just leadership and leading in this world and as we embark um on our lives after school to just be be leaders and be good people, so. That actually is a perfect segue to uh, my next question was, uh, so what's the future hold for, uh, still a young Nick Athey. Uh, well, yeah, um, <laughs> so I start, I took a job at Dell EMC, um, the computer software well, company. we know a few people over there. Yeah. Listeners of ours uh, really? you might run into, So yeah. he's the second uh, <laughs> Dell EMC, actually, no. The fourth. Fourth the Dell fourth EMC employee interview. Guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it literally every single person I talk to that I say where I'm going, they know someone at Dell. It's yep. just like it's a huge company in this around area. Here. In this, in this area. area. It's just, it's and crazy. it's, yeah, it was a great fit for me. I'm getting into their sales program in Franklin. Um, but yeah, I start there in July. Um, I was going to start in June, but I kind of pushed for a July start date. <laughs> a month to just chill for a little yeah, while. Man. It's like. Um, but yeah, I start July and we'll see what that brings. It's like the next chapter of my life and I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. I'm ready to like put my head down and grind in my next thing. Um, mm. So like sales is that next like football for me where I can just like learn as much as I can, be the best at as I can and like lead in it. So I'm excited. We'll see. So is that it sports wise? Are you going to go dominate some like local rec league? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I get, <laughs> Shows up in a flag football tournament yeah, and just lights like, it some, up. I'll get in some, some basketball leagues, some flag football leagues. One of my brother's roommates like texted me a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, hey, would you be down to come play flag football in Southie? And I'm just like, not yet, not yet. I'm just moving out of my apartment. But yeah, um, I'll still like, I don't know. I've always been an active person, and lifting and training has always been a part of who I am, so I'll stay with that. And I'll probably get into like back into like jujitsu or something on that aspect where I can just compete with myself. But I, I just need to compete at something. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I chose sales is just because it's very competitive. And can be. Yeah, it can be very competitive. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely find I'll find find stuff to do to fill in for my. Time. So then with this gap in uh, the competitive area, moving into the professional realm of competitive mm -hmm. sales. Uh, what's the training in the gym for? Is, there, is it purpose-driven? Is it training to train? There's no wrong answer here, but is there an aesthetic goal? Is there a uh, numbers now? goal? You know, yeah, what's the why with LGM? being in the gym? You know that is? What? What is LGN? Look good naked. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, just to feel good. And I've just, I don't know, if I 
I'm just sitting inside and I don't work out, go two days without working out, I just feel like garbage. So overall like health. I just feel guilty almost. Sure. Which may not be good, but I don't know. I just always, I just love working out. I love yep. being active and it just help. I just feel better. Yep. Um, my energy moves better. I'm just, I'm just a better person when I'm active yep. all the time. So that's just kind of my main purpose. Yeah, right like now. I said, just no wrong answer. Look I just good, feel to good, know. play good. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Now you're just doing it like the rest of us. <laughs> I definitely took some time after football. It was like the first time in like 13 years that I had no commitment to anything this past spring that I kind of just like chilled, ate what I want, did what I want. Um, but now I'm kind of like refocused. So. Well, I think that's a good topic too. The, the self-care, the yeah. downtime, you know, you can be hundred percent in on something, but if, if that is taking over everything you do and you're not putting any time aside for yourself, then you can get overworked and mm -hmm. you can fall out of love with things. Yeah. So putting in that little bit of time, recognizing like, Hey, I need to take a minute to chill and, and absolutely yeah. take care of it me. It was good for me. Yeah. hundred percent. It's big. Yeah. So I don't know. I know you haven't listened to the uh, podcast a ton, but we do usually like a little word association. Yeah. Slash word association, words association uh, towards the end. Just kind of throw out some stuff at you and uh, you just. Just like first things that come to mind. Doesn't have to be a single word. All right. Yeah. You can, you can elaborate on why. Yeah. So first one, we talked about Bentley. We talked about Waltham. Favorite Waltham restaurant? Um, probably Carl's Steak Subs. <laughs> not a bad answer. Yeah, so, so Teddy's been there. Yep. Yeah, Chris introduced so us we would to get it. them all a lot. Like, so our like our go-to was just like calzones from like New York Deli or something because it's just easy yep. on Uber to eat. But like, if I was like to say like a good like my favorite spot that I like, if someone asked me like, oh, if I'm in Waltham, like where do I have to eat? I would say go to Carl Steaks up. Like you have to experience that. Dude, that teriyaki up. steak. Yeah. Woo. So that that would be my probably the. The number one for me. Shout out to Carl's State Sponsor Subs. us. Sponsor yeah, us. Sponsor of in here. Yeah. Next time we get some Carl's in here for the. Uh, Always looking for sponsors. <laughs> um, where any? I mean, besides, would you have? Uh, I know you said New York Deli, but you have like another. And a pickle's really good as well. And a the breakfast, great spot. breakfast spot. You gotta go at the right time, or you'll be waiting a ton because it's so popular. But yeah, they're they got their specials every week that are just insane. They've. I went in there one time and got the cinnamon toast crunch pancakes that were just Ooh. the best pancakes I've ever that had. Filthy. They yeah. do that with like pancakes. Oh, like yeah. They like basically yeah. like a weekly or a weekend so special. Like they'll have like cannoli pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Oreo. They just come up with the most things you would never think of. It's just but like it's they make a pan and it's unbelievable. Yeah. You should do it with a waffle. Forty-five hundred calories, but so worth it and yeah absolutely you're, they have the specials there and it's just like you're working out you're fine yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's worth it so in a pickle's another spot that i would i would definitely recommend yeah nice pretty bone. um all right so who is your i know we talked we talked a little bit about role models and you threw out a couple that you know famous athletes do you have a least favorite athlete of all time lebron james really love it oh no i, I mean I like him, throw and throw. I think he's great. <laughs> I think he's a phenomenal athlete, and he's probably the most talented basketball player he's ever played, but I hate his guts. I Dude. just think he's so egotistical yes. and self-centered that that's, that's something that I like. I always pride myself on humility and humbly serving, so it's just like, I don't know, like 
the guy seems like a good family guy, but he's just like... Yeah, like he does so many of the right things. But I think it's the right things for the wrong reasons, or is it the right things for the right reasons? Like, you don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like, his, like, one time he posted the Instagram, like, it's like a picture of the scoreboard. It's like he's leading in points, assists, rebounds, and they lost, and he's like, just trying to do my part. Like, he takes a picture of the dude, like... <laughs> And, like, in his press conference, just I, 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 I. But, yeah, the yeah. egotistical is just like, dude, come on. No, I get that. And I agree with you. He is he is of that uh, nature. But, I don't know, he, Walking he's just into amazing the stadium to with watch. a thing of wine. Like, it's just like, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. It's just, I appreciate him, and I think he's uh, Probably he's the up best there with athlete Jordan. we're yeah, going to get to see. Yeah, he's probably the best. Athletically, it's, I don't think we'll ever see someone that's as gifted as he is. Mm. Bo Jackson, maybe? He's very up there. Yeah, and it's gener- he's a generational athlete yeah, as far exactly. as athletic ability oh, yeah. is concerned. I just know? think he's so soft. <laughs> so soft. He could be feared by everyone in the NBA, and it's just like, he's just like. Yeah. Yep. Another <laughs> great segment. You want to go? Oh, you got something else? No. Okay. Uh, next one, next word association. Your biggest fear. Biggest fear. Probably, I would say, on an abstract level, my biggest fear would just be like, like reaching my potential and like not, no longer like, like being complacent in who I am. It's like I'm always, because I'm always like striving to just be the best I can be. But, um, and I think we all go through times in our life where we're like, we feel like we're in stagnation, whether yep. it be we're in a, we've been in a job for so long or we've been um, in a routine for so long that we get kind of like stuck in it. And my biggest fear is like almost like like reaching my potential. So I feel like I've always pushed myself to be the best I can be, and it's something that I'll always hope that I always can continue to to do. It's solid, so that's, dude. that's very very abstract. No, that's, no, that's a really good answer. You know what Chris's answer to that question the other day was? <laughs> Seagulls. <laughs> I've caught a seagull before. Oh, <laughs> wait, well, all right, quick so, story. All right, so if we're going to go back and talk about role models, Nick's now mine. <laughs> it's a quick, it's a quick, you bury yourself, put a towel over you, put some chips on your, uh, put your chips on your chest, and then wait for the seagull to land on you, and then <laughs> turn the towel over and grab it like this. We did it in, in Hampton Beach, and there's like a picture of me. It's like, and my friend put a whole bag on me, and there's literally like 30 seagulls just like around me, and like, they're just like standing on me and like kind of like hovering around and like start like biting your toes. Oh man! But yeah, I, I, like, I, you're just, just like you I wish everyone could see Chris cringing just right now. You my hell. Like, it's like you just feel the like the oh little the little like feet on you walking, and then you wait for one to be on your chest, and then you just turn the towel over and you pull it up, and then you feel bad, so you let it go. But it's okay, just like, I was gonna ask. Yeah, you. I'm no, not, like, I ain't over here. Yeah. Like, so high right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's the outcome of it? Yeah, yeah you just, just for the, to do it to do it. Yeah, for and the birds gigs, probably just, that's probably happened to the bird before, and it's just like fuck, not again. Yeah, like, asshole. You're really crazy. You go like this and grab the feet with your hands, no oh, doubt. And it's man. just yeah, it's just trying flapping, to fly flapping, flapping, flapping. You got video the video of the? Um, I don't know where it is. I think it's on Facebook somewhere. There was a video the other day I saw. The I little think it was kid? on Barso, the kid holding. With the pi- was it a pigeon? Yeah. Yeah. The kid had the pigeon. They threw it at some girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little kid, too, like seven years old. Like, ran up in the pocket, like, grabbed the pigeon, and then, like, all these girls are laughing. He fired it at one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> seagulls. That's a funny one. Yeah. I mean, that's like my, like, I don't want to say my joke fear, but that's, you know, I'd say it's something along the same lines of like failure, you know, mm-hmm. like failing at something that I'm, you know, and not like full, not like the failure, like I tried to make a lift and I missed it, mm-hmm. but like just failure in general, not ever being able to do something and like yeah. having to like basically throw in the towel on something. Yeah. Yeah. That whole thing. But no, man, um, that, that's a great, that's a great answer. Yeah, I think. Is. I honestly, Nick, one of the, the, you know, we'll wrap this up pretty soon, but one of the best things about Nick, like I said, I've known him since he's 12. I think basically through your whole like life that I've known you, Nick's one of the most well-rounded, well-spoken and just like, um, another word I'm looking for, but you just genuine. Yeah. Genuine. Just like have a great understanding of like who you are and like what you want to become. Mm-hmm. And so to the point of having those local role models, I would suggest that any kid in this area that is looking for a role model, don't look at the LeBron Jameses. Yeah. Don't look at the Tom Brady's. You got one right in your own backyard. Uh, Nick Athey, like, thank I you. Mean, appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and not to speak for you, Nick, but I'm pretty sure you would welcome any conversation from a youth athlete that was absolutely looking to get anyone. Knowledge. Absolutely, whether if you if you listen in the podcast, you know Chris or Teddy, and just, they have my contact information. So. Anytime, yeah. but yeah, yeah I'm all, I love that stuff. I love helping people out, and conversation's always good. So, yeah, I mean, we flirted with having you possibly do like a seminar night or something here, stuff like that, where like we can get like a Q and A going for kids that are. Yeah, learning, absolutely. Right? You know, it's helpful because yeah, kids are always curious. The unknown is very, very scary to a lot of people. Yeah, so dude. I mean, anyone who can kind of like shine light on that is, or shed light on that is definitely. Even still, college is a first-time experience for a lot of families Mm -hmm. in general, you know, and college athletics are a different type of experience. Mm -hmm. So being able to share some stories on that is big. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to leave the people with? Any plugs, any shout-outs? Too humble. Too too humble. (laughs) I don't know. Comes from a good family. Yeah. He does. Yeah, get it all from them. All praise to my fam, oh. my parents. My brothers are all right, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that wraps up another episode of Barbells, Bootcamps, and Banter. Thanks for tuning in. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, give us feedback. Do all that. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully, you guys will welcome me back. I'll yeah, man. We'll have to pick up. Just uh, get some conversation going about some topics. We always have great about- conversation in here about nutrition or whatever yeah. it may be yep. some controversial topics you know? <laughs> um, hit it all we were doing a bunch before we even got on the air today so yeah but uh that was a good one though today good kickoff Absolutely. i Thanks, think we'll guys. definitely probably have it. you as a return guest at some point yeah. down the line but for today peace thanks for tuning in folks from our pack to yours Don't just talk about it, be about it.